COVID-19 market realities. Brought to you by New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. Episode 5. Kia ora and welcome to an NZT update on the South Korean market. My name is Craig Pettigrew. I'm the Trade Commissioner based in East Asia for NZTE. Today we'll be joined by the New Zealand Ambassador to South Korea, Philip Turner, and also our Business Development Manager, JY Park, from our sole office. We'll be looking into some insights around COVID-19, what that means for the South Korean economy, what that means for New Zealand businesses, for buyer behaviour, and any other thoughts around that that we think will be useful for you to use going forward. Philip, what do you see as being the biggest impact that COVID-19 has had on the Korean economy so far? Korea has managed to avoid the lockdown and border restrictions that we've seen in New Zealand and elsewhere. And it looks like they've done a pretty good job of uh, managing the pandemic. We're currently what we call enhanced social distancing. Uh, and the government's announced that we're going to move to something they call everyday quarantine uh, as early as next week. We're still not completely sure what that means, uh, but it, it's likely to mean something like level two in New Zealand. So a relatively free business environment. Life in Seoul is not nearly as tough as it is in New Zealand at the moment. Public facilities are closed, but restaurants and shops are open. Public transport is working. People are wearing masks. There's a lot of working from home and it's quite hard to get meetings. But on the whole, life, uh, including the working business environment, is, is much less restricted than in many parts of the world. And travel is continuing. Seoul remains something of a hub uh, for, for air travel and air freight around the region no doubt is having a huge effect on society and the economy here in Korea. Our suspicion at this at this point is that Korea may come out of this earlier and with rather less damage to its economy than many other countries in the world, particularly uh, North America, Europe, perhaps even Australia and New Zealand. The government, uh, like many governments, has moved pretty quickly to inject uh, a massive fiscal stimulus into the economy. So a lot of support for consumers, for businesses, for employment. But we are still expecting and seeing a significant impact on consumption. Uh, we think the retail numbers for March are down about 20%. Uh, department stores, for example, down 40%. So no one's shopping there, or has been. But that's offset by uh, a pretty similar increase of about 20% in online sales. Generally speaking, Korea's social distancing campaign and everyday quarantine, they have had an impact on Korean consumers' lifestyle and expenditure. They spend more time at home with their family, so they need to eat more at home and drink at home more. They are interested in health and well-being as well. So uh, they show more spending on the health uh, enhancing product, and they spend more time on online activities like shopping and entertainment and banking services. And on the other hand, they spend less time outside. So they go to our shops um, less frequently and they don't go out for uh, the dining outside. So that has an impact on the, the, the Korean businesses and the importers as well. But they uh, order lots of home delivery or takeaways. So people start to spend in a little bit different areas as well. Due to the COVID-19 situation, a lot of people, uh, they have to work from uh, home. They prefer to face-to-face meeting, physical meetings. However, 
the, with this environment, uh, people are actually well forced to use technologies, and uh, they are accepting uh, virtual meetings. We are starting to see that there's a big shift in the, the corporate culture and business culture. I think we'll continue to see some uh, deeper working style and meeting style even after the COVID-19 settle down in the future. Generally, many Korean companies are aware of uh, the, the lockdown situation. However, they were not really clear about the when usually the companies uh, can resume operation and production and start the export. They need to maintain uh, close communication with the, their Korean partners about the, what's happening in New Zealand. The challenges we face at the moment, I think, include travel and logistics. Um, air freight um, is continuing, but it's, it's harder. And of course, the costs, uh, we think, around two to five times higher than they were before. We've seen a few delays in consignments, uh, partly around documentation. And I'm very pleased that we've been able to work with the Korean authorities uh, just recently to uh, get agreement that people can use e-certificates, uh, at least temporarily, while they wait for the physical documents to arrive. So that's really helped uh, free up uh, food and beverage shipments, for example. We're going to have to think about the way we do business and find new and innovative ways of working with our customers and our stakeholders. So Many New Zealand companies, uh, they face the challenges in logistics, especially with uh, their air freight. They also experience a little bit delay in sea freight as well. However, I saw that the many New Zealand exporters, they have tried their best uh, to keep their word and deliver their shipment as promised. Those things were much appreciated by the, the Korean corporates, which were facing way bigger challenges in their global supply chain. After the, the COVID situation settles down, I think that the Korean companies will remember the effort uh, made by the New Zealand companies. When we look at the New Zealand business uh, sector here in Korea, um, our, our overall sense is that um, the impact on New Zealand has not been as bad as we might have expected at the outset, um, in particular in food and beverage. The sales have been pretty strong. And there's even some um, opportunity and potential for some exporters to do even better in this environment than before. In areas like meat and dairy uh, and some other food and beverage areas, there may be actually opportunities for New Zealand companies to actually grab a bit of market share and focus on the market here at a time when our competitors uh, are a bit distracted. In some other sectors uh, as well, we see some promising signs. Healthcare uh, obviously is well placed and even some manufacturers seem to be sort of muddling through, even despite the kind of disruptions to supply chain and difficulties with components. Korean companies who tend to be big have quite a bit of money uh, and are great at executing and getting products to market. There's a nice synergy between that capability and the kind of the creativity, innovation and dynamism of New Zealand companies, uh, which often are smaller and lack the path to market. Another area I think is interesting is you know, education, which as we know is taking a big hit at the moment because you can't travel. But there are several thousand Korean students still in New Zealand as we speak. They will still require education, English classes, and there may even in the future be opportunities for educational institutions 
to market their products to young folk who are prepared to do a two-week self-isolation or quarantine if necessary to get into New Zealand. So I think there might be an opportunity there to kind of keep the market warm or even to continue to provide your products and services, but in slightly different ways. And the other thing in education, of course, is the opportunity for distance learning. Even if you're not actually able to travel, uh, they can still enjoy the benefits of, of learning English or, or studying abroad uh, remotely. First, think about supply chain. It's very important uh, that we find a way through the current difficulties. Our Korean customers will be very uh, keen to make sure that whatever New Zealand is providing goods and services is able to, to be delivered uh, steadily uh, and at a similar price to what they used to. Secondly, I think communication. Very important, as, as always, to keep your lines of communication open with your customers and your stakeholders. We have a wonderful opportunity now with technology to be able to do that remotely. Third thing, commitment to the market. We're going through a short-term or medium-term crisis, but uh, Korean customers, like many Asian customers, really value long-term relationships, loyalty, commitment. It might require some short-term pain on one or both sides, but show the customers and the stakeholders that we are committed to meeting their needs, providing our goods and services, and getting through this together. So there you have it. That's comments from Philip Turner, New Zealand Ambassador in South Korea, and also J.Y. Park, our Business Development Manager in Seoul. I think we're seeing that uh, Korea's coming through the worst of the COVID-19 and looking forward to coming out the other side. New Zealand businesses have a great opportunity to work with their current partners and look for opportunities and then keeping up the communication. Make sure that's open and flowing, understand the pain points of your partners and be in it for the long term, play the long game. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to a COVID-19 podcast from New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. Find more information at covid19.nzte.govt.nz.